Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. You'll get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Hey, what's up? And welcome to the Hashtag Lakers Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Yola Gazzo. I'm joined by McKay Westbrook. And today we have a special guest on the show. We'd like to welcome Darian Woods, otherwise and famously known as the pettiest Laker fan on Twitter. So, hey, Petty, welcome to the show, man. Yo, what up, man? I appreciate you having me on, yo. I'm excited. Yeah, man, we're excited to have you on. Glad to, to really have you on, man. Um, you know, before we start, like to get to know you a little bit. So why don't you tell us a little about yourself? All right, cool, man. Uh, I'm otherwise, like you said, known as the pettiest Laker fan. It started out as me just on Twitter, like especially right when uh, kind of, and I'm sure you guys are familiar with like Pete from Laker Film Room. Um, it, it started out as like me on Twitter, just watching his videos, talking to him about basketball. And so I'm just like starting to get into the Lakers uh, NBA Twitter sphere community. And like in, I want to say February or March, my my following got to like about 2000 people on Twitter. And I was like, you know what? I was seeing like the type of, of, of content that people were making. And I felt like, you know, I was like, there's a spot, there's a, there's something that's missing right now, you know, that that's missing. And like, I started to make the type of videos and content that I liked. Right. And it just took off. It blew up, man. Like a, a lot of, a lot of people really enjoy it and appreciate it, man. And it's kind of become like this thing that's bigger than just me. So, and it, so I'm, I'm enjoying it. And like, I just, it was all about bringing like the Lakers community together. I was like, shout out um, podcasts and people, creators, people who are making like Lakers, and basketball centered content and it it's it's just been like really fun it has been a labor of love it hasn't been like work so that's kind of where where I'm I guess known from and then like for me as a basketball fan uh, my, my mom played basketball in college for University of New Orleans and when I was a kid she you know taught me basketball I taught me about basketball and to play and that's where my love of basketball comes from and it just obviously I mean if you're in Southern California how can you not like the Lakers and Kobe? Yeah, man. <laughs> so that's that's my long winded. That's who I am. <laughs> Dude, I, I feel sorry for all the Clippers fans, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They they provided me with uh with content for a long yeah, time. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> that, 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 that's what they're good for. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, man. <laughs> oh man. Uh, <laughs> Man, dude, dude, it's been, it's been, you know, it's been great to, to see all your stuff online, man. So great to, to have you on our, our show. Finally, I know we've been talking for weeks and we finally got you here. Um, and dude, looking forward to hearing what you have to say 
on on what's on our agenda today. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about what we're going to talk about, right? Um, we'll talk about LeBron James, um, his comments on retiring as a Laker, and then kind of contrast that with what Trez had to say online that gave us some perspective of what Trez felt about being a Laker this year. And then on the following segment, we'll talk about the Lakers' desire to acquire, uh, quote-unquote, a difference-making difference playmaker and what that really means, particularly for Dennis Schroeder. And then lastly, we'll, we'll end the pod with the discussion about some other off-season rumors that happened this week. Um, so yeah, man, let's go ahead and start, right? Um, LeBron says he wants to finish his career as a Laker, and he had to say this on a podcast he was on earlier this week. He said, quote, I truly hope that I can finish my career with the Lakers. However, many years that is, if it's four, five, six, whatever, seven. I hope I can continue to play the game. I love being in LA. My family loves being in LA. Uh, being with a historical franchise like the Lakers is something. It's like being in Space Jam. I never thought it would be possible. You think about Kareem and Magic and Wilt and Jerry West and Elgin Baylor, Kobe, Shaq, and all of them. The list, the whole list goes on. So guys, like he, he said seven more years. He's like, what, 36 right now? Like, how do you guys feel about LeBron, you know, seven years from now, finishing his career? I, I kind of get the feeling that LeBron's looking to uh, solidify his, uh, just overall his uh, legacy here. You know, that's, that's the whole reason he came to LA in the first place. Um, apparently, it sounds like he wants to play long enough to not only play with his son, but long enough to get a Space Jam 3 out there or something. <laughs> That's what it is. You know? <laughs> uh, and uh, I don't know. Maybe he's trying to to mirror kind of what Tom Brady's doing. Tom Brady's playing well into his 40s, and he's um, considered by the majority of, of the NFL fans and community as, as the GOAT. Um, I think LeBron's out there to to try and do that. You know, there are some people out there who believe LeBron James is the GOAT, but um, there's a lot of controversy in that. There's a lot of people who um, see absolutely Michael Jordan and even Kobe Bryant um, as, as uh, holders of, of that title. And um, I, I think that's probably the most coveted thing that's out there right now. LeBron James wants to go and pick up some more rings. Um, I think he's got possibility of doing that here in LA. Um, and, and just to further seal that, that legacy and, and hopefully uh, get more people to, to believe that he's truly the goat. And I, I think that's probably his goal. Yeah, I I absolutely agree with you I, with the points that you made. And I kind of want to like use that as a kickstand to kind of talk about like why. I mean, to me, I think it's a perfect marriage. I mean, the Lakers worldwide brand, uh, you know, hey. prestigious, one of the, the greatest brands in sports and outside of sports, just in general. Right. And then LeBron James, what he's doing, what he's done as a player is you know, solidified, but also off the court, like, you know, people talk a lot about the decision, the way that he went about that wasn't good, but the spirit of what he was doing, it changed the game forever. It pushed the game forward, even at the, like, at the, um, like, 
maybe hurting his legacy and the way that people view him. He changed the game forever for how players are, are um, view free agency. And then on top of that, like that combination of like that, that generates a lot of angst and hate. And that's like perfect for what the Lakers, you know, with the Lakers brand, like you either love us or you hate us. And it's the same thing with LeBron James. So I think it's like a, um, a perfect marriage in that regard. And then also what he's trying to do off the court as an entrepreneur. And of course now a movie star, um, it's just, it's perfect. So I would say that that is my main thought. And then I love that he made sure that he mentioned Elgin Baylor in the group of, of players because that is very important that means that he knows his stuff so yeah man yeah man he knows his laker history dude and and dude dude braun braun seems very satisfied in la i mean he mentioned his family he mentioned himself and then <laughs> dude like space jam it's coming out this friday um we're gonna see it um and i'm gonna i'm gonna force my my six-year-old daughter to see it <laughs> she's seen she's seen the the uh the you know michael jordan version um but she was like three years old she didn't really get it um <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna have her see both of them this weekend uh and and see what she thinks but uh i don't know he, he's braun seems satisfied with his life and his experience with the lakers with Ginny bus and, and and everybody ad um but i don't think like we're gonna switch topics here i i don't think everyone on that Lakers squad this year shared the same kind of energy <laughs> uh first of all like we we heard drummond criticize vogel and then he sort of backed away kind of i call mm. we called it cap we called yeah. cap on it <laughs> yeah i heard um, that last week <laughs> blamed it blamed his nft for it uh to grab every everyone's attention and then this week uh trez montrez harrell responded to a fan who said that vogel didn't play him uh, because of matches situations. And so Trez basically responded that, you know, those were excuses and low key called out coach Vogel, the Lakers and so forth. So what do you guys think about that? What do you think about uh, Trez and his comments here? Um, well, I, I personally, I don't look at them as shots. I personally look at them as criticism because, and, and I think what he's saying is obviously wrong. If we're looking at it from just like, the words itself it's wrong matchups do matter in basketball it's especially in the playoffs it's one of the most important things i mean championships have been won and lost by adjustments by putting in players or removing them um but i think the spirit of what he's saying is is right in the sense of his criticism for vogel because we all know the angst amongst laker fans with in regards to vogel is definitely his mat his um lineups and i think that there's a there is a successful lineup with montrez harrell in there but those players like we had we have a lot too many cooks in the kitchen like too many even and too many sous chefs too like we had a lot of people who could be starting on other teams and last year that was a perfect a perfect uh setting because of the age of some of those players but we have a lot younger players who are still trying to get contracts and who and still trying to like make a name for themselves and want to play basketball so I think that what he's saying, the spirit of what he's saying is true, but obviously like in, if we're taking it for the word, that's just nonsense. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think you hit it right on the head. Um, I mean, there, and there's a reason why uh, a lot of players uh, can't become coaches, you know, <laughs> they, they, they say stuff like that, but I mean, I understand Trez's uh, frustration. Um, I I've been a big advocate for, for him this whole last year. 
playing with the Lakers. I thought he did a great job. He stayed very consistent. And even in the little stints that he got in the playoffs, I, I felt like for the most part, he was pretty effective, um, pretty efficient. And I, I think he did get snubbed a little bit, you know, I, I think it, it kind of sucked the situation he was in. Um, I, I think he probably didn't get the chance to prove himself to the group to the degree that, um, that Vogel maybe should have given him. Um, and you know, it's just one of those things though. That's, that's what we got to live with. Um, I, I don't see him coming back to the Lakers after, um, feeling that way after that kind of relationship with, with Frank Vogel, um, you know, cause that, I mean, that strife between people is that's not what's going to be championship basketball. You know, that's not what's going to get us another ring. Um, so I think for that reason alone, I, I don't know that we, we could have him back because Frank, Frank Vogel's not going anywhere. Um, he got us a, a ring in 2020. Um, but I mean, you know, just, just, just sad to see. I, I've mentioned it many times in the past. I thought Trez should have been played more. Um, sucks that he wasn't. Um, but absolutely, the, the matchup thing is a thing. Um, it's definitely real. How well would he have done? I don't know. Should they have given him a better shot? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think if he, if he was calling anyone out, I think Trez had the right to call out to, to call it out. Right. And, and call to criticize Vogel, to criticize the Lakers and the decision to not play him, uh, especially in that, that, uh, that, that our series with the Suns. Um, I mean, he has that right, but should he have kept it in house? Maybe. But maybe, I mean, maybe this is the sign that, like you said, McKay, maybe this is it. This is him saying, I'm, you know, low-key saying, I'm, I'm done with the Lakers. I'm going to move on. He's going to opt out and, 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 and go. And, but, and if he does, like, we have to find another replacement for him. And, and can we do that? Can, you know, is, is there someone out there who brings his type of energy, his type of effort night in, night out to replace him? I don't know. So that's a big question. Um, but I guess maybe it's already out of our hands um, to kind of persuade uh, Trez. I know he's a clutch client. There's a lot, you know, Lakers are, uh, Lakers are pr- practically, you know, they're, they're a clutch client right now. Clutch city, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so I don't know. I don't know what, what's going to happen there. Um, it'll be interesting to see, but uh, let's go ahead and uh, take our, our first break here and when we come back uh we're going to talk about something um interesting that uh, that happened about uh um what the lakers want on top of the what they what rob Polinka had mentioned after you know it was exit interviews or it was it the post game that they wanted more shooting and so this is another uh twist to that narrative that desire or or our goal in in the off season. So let's go ahead and, and uh, take a break. Stay tuned and we'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers Podcast. I'm here with McKay and Petty. Uh, so, guys, Dennis Schroeder uh, seems to be, uh, in my opinion, he might be on his way out into a new team. At least that's what I think, right? Um, when I read between the lines of these recent reports, one from Mark Stein and one from Jake Fisher. Mark Stein said, word is that the Lakers on their on top of their well-chronicled need for more shooting, covet one more difference-making playmaker who would, that, who would allow James and Davis to spend more time at power forward and center. Uh, expect the, to eventually hear uh, of them searching for potential pathways, however obstacles strewn they would be, to re- reacquiring a restricted free agent to be Lonzo Ball for that reason. So that was another tidbit there. Um, then on a separate report by Jake Fisher, he said, um, with Schroeder notably declining the Lakers four year, 84 million offer earlier this year, sources confirmed to Bleacher Report. It, ha- it has opened the door for Los Angeles to explore sign and trade opportunities this summer. The point guard talking about Schroeder here appears to be looking for a greater role and a bigger payday, neither of which the Lakers seemed willing to provide. Schroeder also happens to be the best trade chip Los Angeles holds to upgrade its roster. Uh, league sources expect Chicago and New York to emerge as Schroeder's uh, suitors. Uh, da, 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 sign and trade. Okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I wanted to grab your your thoughts here, McKay and Petty, uh, on Schroeder, um, whether he's returning or not, and if not, then you know who 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 the best sign to replace it? Is it Lonzo? Is it someone else? What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's uh, I mean, Dennis Schroeder during his season with the Lakers, he he had some flashes of of what he could do, um, the way he can impact the game, his scoring ability, um, his high energy. But I, I felt like there were some inconsistencies as well um, during the season. You know, he didn't shoot as great as as he has in the past from beyond three. Um, he was shooting at 33 and a half percent, almost a five percentage uh, point dip from the, the year previously from beyond three. And, you know, with this focus and and being better at shooting, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. It, it might um, be time to, to move away from shooter shooter. He's asking for a big payday. Um where I just like what you said, he's a he's a big fat trading chip for us right now. Um, especially, I mean, you know, I don't know what uh, whatever became of the rumors of of acquiring Colin Sexton. Uh, you know that that would be something incredible uh, at the guard position. Um, he's on the precipice of of becoming an all star, uh, and he's he's a lot younger. I think with Dennis Schroeder, what we see is what we're going to get, you know, he's in the prime of his career right now and that's what he's going to be. Um, Colin Sexton is, is incredible. That would be awesome to, to pick up a third um, option like him. I think that's what we need. We really saw, especially with the considerable amount of time that LeBron and AD missed this year, um, that the pieces we had just couldn't get it done. You know, we need that, supporting roster that's really going to be able to go out there and get us wins even when our all-stars aren't out there we saw that with a team like the bucks in the last um series of the playoffs where um Jonas missed 
uh, the last few games of the of the series, and everybody else was still able to to push through and get them to the next round. Um, in terms of picking up somebody like Lonzo again, you know, I I think he's made great strides to improve his game. Um, there are still some inconsistencies there, but he's starting to emerge. Uh, a little more as as the player that we thought he was going to be maybe not to the degree that we thought he was going to be i mean he's obviously no magic johnson um but he's definitely gotten better he's changed up um his shooting he's uh he's played much better and i think he could come out and be um a great still pass first point guard for us um i don't know that he'll necessarily suit our need for uh for somebody who can um, shoot the long ball, but uh, I, I would not be opposed to getting Lonzo back. He was a great defensive player. Um, I like that he's been improving. He's been getting his confidence. Uh, I, I don't know if he can uh, maintain that confidence under the bright lights of um, LA. Um, I hope he doesn't shrink again, like you know he did uh, in the, his first couple of seasons with LA, but. Um, I, I definitely would not be opposed to getting him back. You know, I, you know, I absolutely agree with your sentiments about um, Dennis uh, Dennis Schroeder. I think, like you said, there's some consistencies. He showed me a lot, though, also during this, the season when LeBron and AD were down. He kind of was the driving force behind that, and I don't want to take that away from him at all. My, more, my issue is more about him coming up short in the playoffs because, it, you know, and – to me, is the most important part is when it comes to adversity, which is going to be a little bit uh, hypocritical for who I want the Lakers to have uh, to pick up. But I think that was my biggest issue with what um, about him coming back. I also think that he had mentioned that I think I listened to him talk before he had mentioned that he understands that it's a business. So I think that he's willing to work out something, you know, so that he can be in the role or with the dollar amount that he wants. The main thing that uh, I want to use this opportunity to work on my Lonzo campaign. So guys, <laughs> I am for Lonzo Ball back in a Lakers uniform. It just is right. It's the right thing to do. While we were winning championships, Lonzo was in the gym. He was in the lab working. He's improved his free throw percentage. And it's not like Dennis Schroeder last year where he shot 40%, I think, from three-point. It was like, well, can he do that? He hasn't done that before. Lonzo has showed over the last few years, we're seeing an incline, you know, where he improved each year. So I think there's more validity to the, in, the improvements that I see there. I know we still have those same questions that uh, about Lonzo, about, like, when thing, the lights get bright. But his potential and roof is ceiling is 10 times, five times higher than Dennis Schroeder, in my opinion. Ooh. He's a, I think he's one of the top five passers in the league right now. Like as far as ability to pass, not like knowledge, but like the passes that I see him make are just things that you see, you would see LeBron or you would see Rondo make. They're not, you know, and maybe that's high praise or I'm overvaluing that the aspect of his game. But I also think too, one thing that is missing in our guard lineup is we need bigger guards. We we have a lot of small guards that are great defenders, but when it comes to defending some of the larger guards in our division, like, um, you know, when we're going to have, you're going to be going up against Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, 
if it was like a, a finals matchup or something like that, you could be going up against James Harden. You need some people who can defend. And Lonzo's already shown that he is a great defender. And I think when you put him with Frank Vogel, who is all about putting people in the best position to defend, again, perfect marriage. And that'll also uh, uh, bring uh, LaMelo to the Lakers too. You know, yeah. that, it'll, 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 uh, <laughs> is that the plan? Yeah, it'll inevitably... <laughs> Uh, fulfill LeVar Ball's um, plan of getting his sons over to the Lakers. You know, if if uh, Lonzo <laughs> comes back to the Lakers, then LaMelo will follow, and we know how he's doing. So, Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. I, I just heard something that he said that he's going to stay there forever. So <laughs> I don't know about that, but things can change, dude. Things can change. Um, going back to, to Dennis Schroeder, I think when I um, heard this report, um, I thought it was very – it was like – the Lakers subtly saying to Dennis Schroeder that, hey, dude, you're not a difference-making playmaker. <laughs> and we need someone else. We need someone else to, to take over. And and sorry, Schroeder, you're simply not that. Um, I mean, how does that kind of like leak out, man? That uh, maybe it wasn't leaked. Maybe the, the Lakers wanted to do it intentionally to – get everybody, all the guards that would be available, could be available to say, Hey, I could be playing with Braun, man. I could be playing with Braun. Um, so, I mean, I agree with all you said about Dennis Schroeder, Lonzo, dude, that'd be great to have him back. I, I wouldn't have problem like you guys having him back. He shot like 37, 37% from deep. Yeah. Almost Last 38. Yeah, dude, last two seasons. And, and I think 77 or 78% from the free throw line. That's the most important part to me as a guard. That I mean, look, we have <laughs> we currently have Lakers fans, we or or just NBA fans saying that they'd take Lonzo over Ben Simmons right now. <laughs> you guys saw you guys must have saw my tweet because it upset a lot of people, guys. Yeah, hey. I, I, I said I literally tweeted out this week. Is like, am I crazy for wanting Lonzo over him over Ben Simmons? Not because Ben Simmons is isn't better than Lonzo. We all know that the talent, like right now, Lon, I mean Ben Simmons is better, but Lonzo's just a better fit. I mean, when he had that triple double with LeBron in the same game, that's mm. not like something that anyone could do. It's like the last time that that was done was Kareem Abdul Jabbar and <laughs> and uh Magic Johnson. So that's rarefied air. Yeah, man. I think I think Lonzo fits all the boxes. He he's a playmaker uh, and you know, when he was in the Lakers outfit, uh, how much of a difference he, he, you know, he made when he was out there on the court and obviously with the Pelicans now. Um, and he's also a defender that fits perfectly with, like you said, Petty with a Vogel system, his defensive system, but man, let's see what happens. Um, we are also not ruling out Kyle Lowry as well we can do a sign and trade but that's i think it's a little bit more impossible there mm-hmm. <laughs> with the numbers we got but uh you know what let's go ahead and take a, a, a our last break here and when we come back we'll talk about some some other off-season rumors so guys stay tuned and we'll talk to you guys in a minute <music> Welcome back to the hashtag Lakers podcast. I'm here with Petty and McKay. So, you know, we, we've done this in the, the, the 
last couple of episodes, few episodes. So for the whole summer, we're going to go, uh, we're going to break down some off-season reports, rumors on the Lakers as they come in. Um, we have a long summer, right? So, um, but but uh, we want, you know, it's going to be up to you guys to decide if you believe them or not. But on this pod, we're really going to give them the benefit of the doubt and then talk about them here. So, you know, here we are. We're Here's uh, this week's, uh, you know, rest of the rumors and reports. Um, McKay, you already mentioned Colin Sexton, um, per hoops wire sources, the Lakers are among the teams evaluating a trade for Sexton. Uh, some of the teams in that group would be willing to take back the contract of Matt of Cavs power forward, Kevin love to help make Sexton, make a Sexton trade work. Sources said others might reach out to third parties to help facilitate a deal. Uh, and all apparently remain in the exploratory stage and have yet to put together anything resembling a real offer. Um, and then uh, this is from Sam Amico, and he continued on to say, um, the Lakers are an older team that's a little short in assets in the assets department, but possible sign and trade free agents such as Alex Caruso, THT, and Montrez Harrell are among those that could be enticing as part of a package to opposing teams. That said, one source identified the Lakers as a team that are exploring all avenues in looking at a trade for Sexton, along with multiple other young veteran players. Um, another report came out. This was from Evan Matt Massey. Um, he said that the Lakers seem like the most likely landing spot for Camelo Anthony if he leaves Portland and free agency, both sides of a high, have a high level of interest in each other. Um, and then just to note, I know we've already talked about this a lot, and this is just more uh, info and more, um, you know, I, I think uh, uh, fuel to the fire. And this is about uh, Kuzma. And uh, the report was, I believe, by Jake Fisher. Um, or I think it might, be, it might be Jake Fisher, but it's uh, the Lakers are continuing to gauge interest around the league about Kyle Kuzma. So looks like they're shopping Kuzma around. So guys, um, you know, let's let's talk about uh, these rumors reports. Um, what do you guys think of them? Um, you know, so I think of all the things that you mentioned, the Carmelo Anthony thing is probably the most likely if I had to say of all those things, because I, I do think, I do believe based on the type of conversation I've seen um, Caruso have uh, the relationship that it seems like him and Brian have through social media. And, you know, from the way that he talks about him, I think he's, he thinks really highly of the way he plays the game. And I think he, he fits really well alongside um, him. So I think we'll, we'll see, there's a more likely that we see uh, Lakers, uh, have get Carmelo Anthony than we do Colin Sexton because I mean Alex Caruso, THT, Montres Harrell. I don't think Montres Harrell opts in so that he can get traded. You know, I think he opts in so that he can stay unless he's just wanting to unless he's wanting to opt in to leave. I guess there's 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 the likelihood of that. But I um I and I also am biased because once you put Alex Caruso in the mix, I'm like, uh, this conversation's over, you know, unless you're, unless you're trading me, you know, unless you're trading me half the roster, you know, uh, maybe Alex Caruso for Colin Sexton straight up. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, no, no. I'm I just don't, don't do that I, to me. <laughs> 
no nah, but i love i love uh no nah, no nah, i just love alex caruso and his and him as a laker so i'm a little biased but i think that's where i stand right now <laughs> i i i think that that's probably right i think carmelo anthony's probably the most likely to come over here and in free agency um i don't know i i think the the blazers have liked the way he's played for him i wouldn't be surprised to see them pick him back up um i i think he's he's liked it there um i mean we'll we'll see though you know i i wouldn't uh doubt he'd want to go and play alongside um lebron james um coming from the same draft class you know uh yeah that i mean that Sexton trade, I don't know. I if we could bundle it differently, I I would absolutely be down. You know, if there was somehow we uh, take Alex Caruso and THT out and throw in Kuzma instead, you know, let, let's do it. You know, I I'm down for that. But why not Schroeder? He 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 wants out anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> and, and yeah, Schroeder, you know, send him to the Cavs. That's a um, good point. It's I, I mean, I haven't looked at all the uh, the plausible um, trade scenarios. Um, I, I mean, and looking at it, you know, from an outside perspective, I think we're absolutely biased as Lakers fans looking at Alex Caruso and THT. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at it from an outside perspective, that would absolutely make sense um, from a Lakers fan perspective uh Alex Caruso just compliments LeBron James too well and THT's got such an incredibly high yep. ceiling um he's I I think he could very well be all-star talent here in I mean the next year or two um but you know that that gives him that trade value because I think other people can see that as well and um you know, the THT is still a, a player that's got to go out there and prove himself some more. I know he's definitely proved himself in our eyes, but he's got to go out there and, and be able to be the man um, on one of these other teams. Whereas Colin Sexton, he's already doing that. You know, he's already emerging as as a player that can be the best person on on a team. Would he be the best player on on this Lakers squad? Absolutely not. Um but you know, I, I think we really do need somebody of his caliber um, to to come and be able to help us level up to to that next spot. You know, because I mean, you look at the last several years um, that LeBron's been on the Lakers; he's had a couple of injuries that have caused him to to miss more time than he has in his entire career. You know, um, our our star players have been injury prone. And we need somebody that can step up, who's not afraid of the moment, somebody who's able to get it done. And, you know, it just brings me back to, to that game that we played against the Cavs in this last year when Colin Sexton was absolutely tearing us up. And, I mean, at, at that moment, I was like, all right, man, this this guy's for real. Like, he, he can get it done. So, I mean, the, the, yeah, the, that price is high. <sighs> And I, I, I don't know, but it wouldn't be the worst thing. You know, I think I would definitely be sad if it, if that happened, I would hate to lose Alex Caruso and THT. I think Montrez is already gone. Uh, but you know, if we can restructure it somehow, let, let's do it. 
Absolutely. Yeah, man. Dude, dude, the boy averaged 24 points uh, this season. Shot 47.5% from the field, 37% from deep. Dude, I, he's, he's, he's known around the league as a, a score first guard. Um, and I think that um, if he joins the Lakers, I mean, it, one of his, his weaknesses is, is because he's a force, a score first guard, um, you know, he lacks a little bit of that playmaking. And that's what the Lakers need right now, right? That's what we want to check the box on is the playmaking. Um, um, but are the Lakers, so are the Lakers willing to take a gamble on Colin Sexton? I think they should, right? I mean, the price is high. We'd probably have to take Kevin Love's contract with us. He makes like 30, 30 something million dollars. And so we'd have to package up like, like uh, uh, the report said, the side and trade, send Schroeder out there, send Kuzma, I don't know who else, anybody else. Um, but then, you know, we'd get Colin Sexton, right? And I think with some time, I think he'll develop some of those playmaking skills because he's averaging like three, four, four point four assists per game right now. Um, so not bad, right? Not bad for a score first guard. I think with LeBron James teaching him, mentoring him um, in 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 that in that department, um, I think I think he might he might uh, you know he might. Uh, get better progress uh, on on that department so i don't know it's a it's a risk that i think i'd be i'd be willing to take but i don't know if i would do it for alex cruz or tht um like mckay said maybe another some other way some other way i mean the report says that they're gonna they're exploring all avenues to get to trade for sexton so let's see with with uh, uh like uh ricky from uh the late night show Lakers, right. I'm butchering their, their show now. Dang it. Sorry, Ricky. But you know, he says in, in Lord Palenka, we trust. <laughs> facts. Facts. I was going to say too. Um, I think like the issue is, is like the contract. Cause don't get me wrong. I think that, that um, if Kevin Love was packaged with that, he could still contribute here. I think he would feel fine here. I don't think he would be like necessarily like, man, he's a guy that we can rely on. And it would obviously be a um, inflated contract from what his contributions would be. But again, I like to circle back to my propaganda. That's why I think that Lonzo Ball is actually a little bit more, when I think about like realistic trade scenarios, because one thing that I saw, I was watching Trevor Lynn's video um, from Laker Nation. He said, the thing, the, the reason that the New Orleans Pelicans would be motivated to do a sign and trade is because if they, if he le- doesn't trade, do a sign and trade with the Lakers or a place that he wants to go, then they, he walks for nothing. So if, if we do a sign and trade with them, they can at least get something back. So, but I think, I'm sure there's no love lost there with the, the Pelicans organization. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who won the trade? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually funny you say that because when I think about Alex Caruso and Taylor Torton Tucker, they're kind of in the position that our young young players were at when we traded them because they and that's what that's what like I understand what McKay was saying because like obviously we knew that those players were all going to be great. Like everyone who was hating on them is just because they were young and you know, they're in LA. So you're watching every single dribble. Nobody's watching every single dribble of what's going on at the Cavs or the Pelicans, you know? So um, 
I think that they're, they're in that same position where it's like, we know they're going to be great, but are they, are they going to be able to be great here? And that's why I can like close my eyes and just like let it happen. But I, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm team Alex Caruso and THD. So yeah, we're too attached. We're too attached. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're yeah. too attached, man. It, some, sometimes you got to sell the farm, you know, that that's what we did last time. I know when it happened for AD, you know, people were so upset. Like, why didn't we just wait a year? Then we could have gotten them in free agency. We wouldn't have had to give up all of our talent that we'd been growing, you know, but look what happened in that one year. We picked up a ring, you know? So it's one of those things where it, it's like, Hey, if we let these players go, we recognize their greatness already on a smaller stage, they're going to excel even more. They're going to grow into the players that they need to become. Uh, and honestly, you know, LeBron James isn't getting any younger. We got to put everything we can around him right now, you know, and if the formula, if the correct formula is to get somebody like Sexton, yeah, let's go and do it. You know, um, I agree with that. I'm with you on that. Regardless of who's yeah. in the trade, it's about maximizing LeBron's lebron's uh twilight right right i think i think i i completely agree with with those comments um he's 36 he's 36 like i said he's tom brady though he's tom brady of the of the nba he'll be around for another 10 years yeah by his estimation yeah by his estimation i mean he's still got a whole the, another supermax contract kind of kind of reminding me i don't know if you guys were watching the usa games you know they've they're kind of a joke right now, but um, um, Argentina, they have Luis Scola still playing. Dude, that, that guy's like 42, 43 years old, still playing. Kind of reminded me of him. Just imagine <laughs> LeBron James, white hair and Man. all. I'm sure I'm yes. sure he'll 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 color it so that yeah that hairline will be <laughs> yeah, completely gone, completely gone by the time <laughs> yeah, he yeah. retires. He's gonna re- retire alongside his son. So <laughs> <laughs> right old age is 60 (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, man (laughs) all right um all right guys i think that does it for today hey petty appreciate you hopping on the show today um i'm gonna give you this time real quick to uh, just put a plug in to your show um where our listeners can find you okay what up, y'all? It's your boy, the Petty Hits Like Your Fan. And now, uh, thank you. I appreciate you uh, give, for allowing me on you guys' show. I love what you guys are doing. And I definitely, um, I'm going to try and shine a light on that, too, because you guys know that's what my my platform is. Uh, where you can find me, my at on Twitter and Instagram is the Pettiest LA, um, just exactly how it's spelled. And I, as, during the season, I make a video I'm, every Friday. I drop it every Friday morning. Um, so that's no different. I'll be dropping a, a video to the same time that this video is dropped. So are the, I guess the same time, yeah, that this video comes out or a podcast comes out, pardon me. Um, so check it out. Yeah, man. Uh, we're going to tune in as well. So you guys should too. Um, guys, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many other listening platforms. Do us a favor and head on over to Apple Podcasts. Subscribe and give us a five-star review. We do appreciate the follows and all the reviews, and it'll help us continue to produce this show. You can also follow us on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod, and we also have an Instagram at hashtag Lakers. Guys, with that said, have a great day. Root for the Lakers, and we'll talk to you guys next time. This game's in
Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The lights out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the Jello is jiggling. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.